Hello, and welcome to Rival Talk. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, Chris Eilenstein. So, our first episode, we talked about how much we're looking forward to this coming week in sports, all of the great things about sports, and now here we are with no sports. Um... I don't know what to say what happened the past week. This is one of the most surreal experiences of my life. Uh, we'll go into this a little more. But I, I'm gutted. I don't know what to do without... I mean, the situation going on in the world is tough enough, but sports has been some very important in my life. I, I know it has for you. Chris, how's this week been for you? It's been super weird. First and foremost, I'd like to apologize to everybody for my microphone. I know everyone's normally used to my crystal clear voice now but we're working with what we got i'm in seattle could be in full lockdown soon and uh oh is she coming in on this no no i was trying to see if she wanted to listen in instead of (laughs) just hearing like one side of it just keep talking i'm sorry but anyways am i gonna be in lockdown so just it's one thing if we were all in lockdown with sports but now there's just nothing to do i have a like a bet with andrew wilson about watching he gets to watch The Office, and I have to watch Letter Kenny as part of the bet. So I definitely got the short end of the stick there. Okay, and I think Letter Kenny is pretty solid. It's not The Office, but you know, I would agree with that. It's getting a little bit better, but I'm—I mean, I watched ten episodes today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sports are dead. So it's—it's it's really hard. I mean, just just taking a quick little, you know, jaunt through our. Uh, our episode notes from last week it's it, it's really depressing our game of the week uh your game of the week didn't get played my game of the week uh significantly did get played it was baylor kansas um i went one I, for three with my bets one of which was going on as we were recording <laughs> i will say my, my lock of the week actually hit thankfully uh so that was smart on my end uh, I talked about how excited I was for the end of the Thunder stretch and how excited I was for the NCAA tournament, and that was keeping my spirits going, and now it's all gone. Instead, you almost got locked down in Chesapeake with the other players. Dear God, yeah, that's that's right, and somehow that was only a week ago. We're recording on Thursday, so... It's been the longest About week a week ago. Ever. Good God. Dude, it was... That was one of the craziest experiences of my life, um... I mean, it, it was just your standard, you know, Thunder game. Me and me and our guy uh, Andrew Brown, we just went to the game, got in late. I ran to grab a beer, he took a piss, and I was just listening to the music, and I was like, "This is going way too long. Like, what's the deal? This is like the extended mix." And we walked down to our seats, and everyone's like starting to clear out, like the the players, and you hear they've delayed the game, and. The thing is, everyone acts like they were confused. Everyone, in retrospect, says they were confused at the time and didn't know what was going on. When you heard Gobert was sick and you heard all the jokes about coronavirus and uh, about him spreading him on the mics, like, I, you knew it was that. Mm-hmm. And Andrew and I, like, we knew the game was going to get called. I, th- I think we all really did. We just really didn't want to believe it. Because just sitting there... And something like that with the panic and really what the Thunder just throwing everything at the wall to try to get people to stay. You know, they threw the mascot that 
Thunder Girls. They brought out the halftime act for so like I don't know. It, it was just it was a desperate attempt to make people not panic, and then uh, it just it ended. And that walk back to the apartment was um, fr- uh, frantic to say the least. It was just uh, it. I mean, it, it it felt like you were in some sort. It felt like you were in a movie. You know, like. It felt like, you know, 10 minutes later or some, you'd see zombies go around the corner and you'd have to reach for a sawed off or something. It, it was wild. Um, definitely an experience I'll never forget uh, and, you know, really changed the scope of the sports world. So done with the, just so weird, like, when I went to Target while I was still in Austin, I was, like, bringing a pocket knife with me. Like, people don't want this smoke. People better not get crazy. It's just like... yeah. Just seeing these fat moms with like thirty cases of water, and I'm like, "Lady, one, there's nothing wrong with the water, but two, what are you gonna do if the water does go bad? That's gonna go in like a week or less, and then we're all just gonna revert back to like primal times." <laughs> what gets me is people buying milk. Why are you buying milk? You can't freeze milk. <laughs> yeah, that one was that a video? You can't freeze. <laughs> Someone had like thirty gallons of milk. <laughs> My favorite one was the person who bought 25 uh, bottles of Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> Which, what were you using so much Thousand Island on? Honey, quick, our lips are going to be parched with this dry salad. <laughs> <laughs> we must do specifically the Thousand Island. Hey, we my were... dad was in the store like, where's the Everclear? <laughs> but we're, <laughs> we're just trying to make homemade hand sanitizer. We're not getting that crazy yet. Oh, nice, nice. It, it would have to be the end of the world for my dad who is sober just to be like, all right, fuck it. We're we're drinking the Everclear. We're going down. Jesus, yeah, that's woof. That, that would be pretty tough. <laughs> grab, grab the gun, son. We're drinking this, and we're going out in the forest. So, is Seattle in full shutdown yet? It's at least like it's not the shelter in place stuff, which is not that different from it's in like full like restaurant, bar, gym closure kind of thing. Okay, so that's kind of where Oklahoma is. I know los angeles uh just implemented we know, were the first wave we were like with la and new york and i think san francisco was the same time and then just after us was like dallas and then earlier this week austin i mean just like the state of texas they did that oklahoma yeah. far behind obviously as you saw their voting with the oh god it, it's worse than you know there there's a town uh called uh called broken arrow i, I don't know mm-hmm. if our listeners are even really that much from Oklahoma, but it's a little outside of Tulsa. They uh, just announced, they're like, we're going to keep everything open and we're going to invite people into our town to hang out in the bars. I'm like, you you guys are idiots. (laughs) It's just, it's such a mess up here. I mean, listen, not to get too political, like, you know, I'm a conservative guy and I'm not for like bailing out and all that, but I was talking to my dad about this. I was like, you know, when it's in like a dire need and obviously like these people didn't ask to like be out of work or something something that was just so completely unforeseen i was like you have to do something to prevent like just a total collapse right oh yeah i, I think mean that's the, only fair these are completely on like unprecedented circumstances we've never seen anything like this um i mean the only thing people have really compared it to is the spanish flu of uh you know 1918 <laughs> years ago exactly you don't really have much to base off of and even then, communication wasn't nearly the same. Spread wasn't the same. You didn't have airplanes, for God's sake. You know, like, it's <laughs> wow. a totally different time. Those non-electronic memes must just have been fire in 1918. <laughs> Those candlelit <laughs> meme roasting sessions. <laughs> have you seen the newest parchment paper? 
<laughs> we should buy all the milk for you. You're not going to need it when we all die. <laughs> God, probably people out here on the, uh, you know, all these snake oil salesmen be like, Dr. Pepper will cure your, uh, cure your ailments. And... Your Coca-Cola with cocaine in it. Yeah, we, back in the good old days when Coke actually was, you know, Coke. That's what we need to bring. That's what we need to bring back snake oil, oh, oil salesmen. That I would mean, so that will solve all of our issues. I don't know. This at least will solve a lot of issues. I don't know if Oklahoma what what's going on with them about this, but if you saw Texas uh Abbott deregulated the like the alcohol delivery and the takeout, which is huge. I'm not there right now, but when I get back, those if I'm in Dallas or whatever, like, our taco margs are coming in hot for delivery. We can our, do everything but mixed drinks. Okay, so you can do beer and stuff, I guess. That helps, at least. Or oh, wine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like all the... Honestly, all the... Um, yeah, I mean, you can do beer, wine. Uh, I've I've actually driven through some breweries, and they just kind of chuck, you know, six-pack in. <laughs> we ordered pizza tonight, and we ordered it online, and it's like a local Seattle place. The guy knocks on the door, and I like get up, and I go towards the door... And I opened the door. Guy's already way out beyond the gate. He's just like, and he just he had left the pizza like on the porch. <laughs> he was already twenty feet gone outside of the gate. And he's like, thanks, have a good night. I'm like, a, a social a, a social distancing king. <laughs> at truly at work. That's great. <laughs> like five seconds to the door, dude was gone. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's funny as shit. But man. I mean, can you imagine? Just it probably just hits different coming in to pick up like your tacos or whatever and you're just getting like just a big to-go pitcher of margaritas that probably just hits different i think the biggest thing well not the biggest thing there are a lot of big things about this but one thing that's highlighted all of this to me is there's some things that just shouldn't be regulated like why the hell in the first place are we not allowed to pick up margs why does it take a quarantine to pick up margaritas that's bs i should be able to get myself a gallon of marg Bobby on the way home just like <laughs> in the car ride just pouring. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, hey, let's go it's one step further. We can do like Mississippi, where as long as you're under .08, you can drink while you're driving. That is or <laughs> just crack open a nice Miller Lite or Bud Light or whatever while you're driving. I I will say this: I went to Gulf Shores once. I definitely I was like. Boy, I was like, everyone, we're in Mississippi. Someone pass me up a beer while I have a chance. <laughs> just ripped a beer while driving, just to, just for as the hell of it. As soon as you drive through in Alabama, you're like, oh, it's got to move over to the other person, and the, they can stay in the front seat, but I can't have it anymore. Exactly. It's <laughs> I. So what? It's Mississippi, man. <laughs> it's Mississippi. Who cares? My favorite thing about Louisiana is they refuse to uh, lower the drinking age to um, or up upper the uh, drinking age to twenty one. Until like the government was like, we're going to take all of your like road. Oh, money the Dakotas. Away. I, yeah, North Dakota did that too. It was like in the eighties, like mid eighties yeah. or late eighties before they like finally decided it was eighteen, and they just like stood by it. When my dad was in college, Idaho was nineteen at least his first year or two. Oh, and weird. And since he went to Wazoo, which is eight miles from the Idaho border, <laughs> they would just drive over and then just drive on back. The <laughs> Uber. Liquor laws are weird as hell in the 80s, man. Like, especially in Oklahoma. For some reason, like, you couldn't have a mixed drink in there. You, you'd have to bring your own, like, Coke into the bar or something. I don't know. Wait, like, the restaurant or whatever couldn't even make one? 
No, like you just you, you had to bring your own. I think you had to bring your own liquor in. Is what you had to do. So if you wanted a Jack and Coke, you just had to bring in a bottle of Jack and just Fill go for it. I, I guess, man, it's it's weird as hell. Well, we we talked about the weird times enough. Let's talk about some actual sports because I gotta say it's been it's been dry out there. But I, uh, thankfully, the NFL gave us probably one of the best free agency trade weeks they've ever had. Honestly, my hero. <laughs> Gotta gotta love the shield coming in when you need them most. Uh, <laughs> saying no, we're not moving the league year. We're doing this. They're, they're just like we can do this over Facetime. Let's do it. Why not? <laughs> Get right to it. Um, and obviously, here's the best thing. The very first thing to talk about. Um, Tom Brady. Wait, did you f- want to do your Aggie of the week before we do this? Or? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I, I'll edit that out. So. In the in the, in these trying times, there has to be an Aggie, and for me, it has to be Rudy Gobert. This guy, and I'm not even sure if he, he he's an Aggie for sure, but he might be an accidental Aggie, like the the biggest dumbass accidental hero of all time, uh, coughing on shit, just touching athlete like like all of his buddies in the utah locker room got donovan mitchell sick i mean just clearly not caring hanging out with a bunch of french people who were you know exposed to it was running a fever just so reckless um and really really uh you know obviously the first guy to be tested for COVID 19 you know in the nba stopped the nba game however if it wasn't for him being that much of an idiot and being you know, getting this thing uh, so kickstarted, who knows where the NBA would have been? You know, I, I think more people would have been infected. I think it still would have been a, you know, a mess. I think we would have still had a lot. Like, I, I think our urgency would not be where it is right now, and I, I think our, uh, you know, flattening of the curve would be a lot worse. So yeah, Rudy Gobert, total idiot, total Aggie, but an accidental hero. Yeah, I guess. You, uh... That's a way to spin it because, I mean, as it stands right now, you have him and Donovan Mitchell. You have a couple Lakers players, a couple Nets players, four Nets players. Um, including Kevin Durant. Including KD. And as soon as that first, as soon as he uh, tested positive, the NBA just shut it down, which basically led to all the other leagues just shutting it down. March Madness shut down. So I guess, in a sense, you're right. Like, we don't know if they had played another week or two of games. Maybe it gets exponentially worse. Because those guys, um, I heard a good point that basketball is one of the leagues where, or one of the sports where it's almost like the easiest to infect in a way because there's no sort of protection or anything on, and guys are just like sweating on each other using the same ball the whole game. So it really lends itself to spreading that disease a lot easier than like football or hockey or something like that. So I guess you could you could be right on that one. Maybe a secret dumbass hero. I, I that's that's my bed. He's a secret dumbass hero. Hmm. So Stein, who's your uh, Aggie of the week? Um, I was thinking about this because I just opened this document maybe forty minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm guess I'm just gonna go with myself for this week because I don't know what I told myself when I was packing for Austin. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty lately, and I don't know why I was like, oh, I don't need my Xbox. I'll leave it in Austin. And here I am, like, it was like day one when I was here, and I was like, why did I do that? I don't even, 
I don't even know why I didn't bring it, and now I'm so bored watching shitty shows and just doing work at home, and I wish I had my Xbox. I tried to buy Call of Duty on my computer. Turns out my computer's not, can't run it. Oh, Download, you tried to PC it? Tried to PC a 183 gigabyte download. Oh. Didn't have the graphics to do it. Yikes. I got a re- They already refunded me, though, so that's not bad. But <laughs> I even got my parents to buy me an Xbox controller to come in so I could just, like, because I thought it was one of those Play Anywhere games where you could just play your Xbox game on your computer. It turns out it's not. Oh, that's tough. So I'm stuck for a little over a week with just books and shows and my thoughts and no sports. Maybe marble racing. Mar- the marble yeah. racing has been really good. I've enjoyed that. That Big light blue in. marble. That light blue marble is bullshit. I don't know what it's doing, but it's cheating. <laughs> or big cats like every day his fifties derby game. <laughs> He's just gonna have everyone bet on. Maybe I'll just go on Bovada and bet on the weather because they updated all those things. Good lord, I-, I gotta say, if we're betting on the weather in Oklahoma, that the odds would be wild. So <laughs> it's it's shit's tough. Um, Would you get? Yeah, man. Literally every. What's that? When did you get the Buccaneers hat? Uh, this I got this in like freshman year of high school. Dude, I've been a Bucks. I've been a Bucks fan for like years. No, you. No, you. What? Not a real Bucks fan. I've everyone. Here's the thing. My NFL preference is always with whoever has the like good OU player, and I like them. And then, but my team's the Buccaneers, and I've always said for years. I have said for years. What do you mean when? I guess we just don't talk a lot of NFL whenever we talk. No, (laughs) no. What? I, I look. Ask Blake. Ask anyone from from my high school. I have been like riding on the Bucks for years, not because I thought they were good, because I'm like, look, this team. If they ever figure it out, and if they ever turn this thing around. I'm going to be the most obnoxious Bucks homer. I've, I squatted on the Bucks. I squatted on this low stock Buccaneers team because he I shorted it. He waited. He was. I waiting shorted for it. it. I shorted the Bucks, and look at me now. We have the goat at quarterback. I am living so large, weird. my friend. This I am living large. I'm so excited. I, I saw like, you get handed that Buccaneers hat, and I was like, "Did you just go buy that today, or something?" Because of what happened. Oh no. Oh no! I, I've I've been having I've held on to this thing since like high school. I I've been waiting in the shadows, ready to jump on the I thought you were just bucks. like like a closet like low key Cowboys fan, but not really. Oh, I hate the Cowboys. You're close enough. I thought like that was, you know, you're close. I thought that uh, was. Gonna you be the you deal. would think it's the Texas thing. My my girlfriend Darielle, uh, her best friend Carly, shout out Carly, is a, like a diehard Cowboys fan, and every time we get drunk. Every time we all get drunk together, I end up just um, like shit talking the Cowboys as much as I can, just sliding in little insults over and over. And it, it, it's it's just that it, it, we basically every night we all get hammered. It always ends with us getting in a massive fight about the Cowboys and how shitty they are. This is insane. This, What's what? insane? This, what happened? This news. What what is this? This what? Buccaneers news. Oh, the Bucks news? Yeah, no, I usually just play it off as yeah, I'm and the, a Bucks fan. And the Bobby Bucks news, fan. not the not the other Buccaneers okay. news, Bobby Howard news. Yeah, no, I I'm, I always just play it off as oh yeah, no, like I'm a Bucks fan, you know, like I'm just kind of waiting waiting for him to actually be good sometime. Ha ha ha! This is ridiculous. And now we have, have Tom not Brady. Mentioned the Buccaneers 
once to me ever. What is there to mention about the Buccaneers? You could have been like, I mean, my I have a professor who's from Tampa Bay, so he's or Tampa, and he's you know he's like, oh wow, look at those like the Rays doing pretty well. He's just like, oh, I don't know about the Buccaneers. Oh, he's like Ryan Fitz. He's like Fitz Magic. Maybe I thought you would at least <laughs> give me like a like oh Fitz Magic. I just like ignore football or call it or, sorry. I ignore NFL football for a lot of it in terms of like really rooting for a team. I root for the Sooners. I know the Bucks are trash, so I don't really pay a ton of attention to them. Talk about the stars and what's going on. Yeah, but I'll I'll, I'll say this. I in terms of like if I if, if someone ever had to ask me my allegiance, I'd say I guess the Bucks, but <laughs> and then shrug. Now here we are. I I, wow. I I look. I waited it out. My dad's a huge Chiefs fan. I could have jumped to the bandwagon. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It was tempting, but my Mind patience blown. has rewarded me. My patience <laughs> has rewarded me in the greatest player of all time joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a forty-two or forty-three year old, you're gonna get just a shell. Oh, I don't care if it works. It's probably not gonna work. But right now, this is gonna be very fun. Okay. Well, I mean, on that news, I I will just say a lifelong goal of mine, like. When I'm talking NFL stadiums, like places I want to go, I want to party in the pirate ship. Yes, sir. <laughs> so bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I want to go to Raymond James Stadium and be in that chip so Let's bad. Just drink a bunch of rum in the pirate ship. I'm gonna yell like, "Why is all the rum gone?" And like start singing like Pirates of the Caribbean. So I'm just gonna like. Yeah. Let's just we we need to we need to bring old Boat and Blake out there. We just can just make it a Florida ship. trip because my other bucket list is just being in the Jacksonville pool. <laughs> oh shit! Just, just do a like pool a in the end zone. <laughs> just a Florida road trip and then end up in Miami. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, I've I've been to Miami plenty of times, but I tell you, Jacksonville, the hanging out in the pool and then the pirate ship—that's as good of a one-two punch as you get. <laughs> I also have family from Tampa. My uh, my uncle Russ uh, actually uh, lived in Tampa, so that's, I would say that's those a, are that's a light the, tie. Those are definitely some of the more like if you were going to an NFL stadium, just like you know your team's not going to be good, but the stadium is going to be a fun time. Those two would probably be up there. Just a pool and a pirate ship. Come on. Oh yeah, no, it, it just reeks of Florida desperation trying to get people <laughs> to give a shit. Hey, it's I'm perfect. Here for it. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about some free agency moves. Obviously, we <laughs> talked about Brady to Tampa, my Bucks. Um, Easy transition here, yeah. Brady's yeah. my Bucks. It, I wait. What? What? Did, did I did I mess up? Did I, who did I say to the Bucks? No, no, no. You said it. I was just saying yeah. that it was an easy transition because we were talking about the Bucks already. Sorry. Um. I, yeah. No. I great transition. Brady to the Bucks. Um. Shocking. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I always thought in the back of my mind that Tampa would just overpay. You get, you know, Arians, you know, would want to stack the deck. Uh, I will say this. An interesting thing I did see, I know with the team right now, the Bucks probably, I mean, they're not contenders. But I think if you could get some solid, you know, uh, free agency pieces around Brady, Sue, and uh, Mike Evans, could be pretty good. Yeah, so I guess uh, what you have to look forward to is, uh, maybe Ronald Jones takes the next step. You have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin. Like, there are probably almost more pieces than he had with the Patriots there. Uh, but just wow, C 
seeing uh, when they did the Photoshop pictures of him in the Bucks jersey, I was like, this is so wrong. This looks so wrong. I, of all the just gross, like, new age uniforms, like, <clears throat> I mean, I just could not see him in that. It was disgusting to me. I, I will say this. that They are getting a uniform change. And it should be uh, what they wore closer to the Gruden era where they won the Super Bowl mm. in 2000. So, um, Oh, yeah. It's like what we talked about a week or two ago when we were like, whenever there's a quarterback changer, serious transition in an organization, you can bet a uniform change is coming. Or yeah, a they're not, not going to wear those gross, like, digital clock, you know, ass uniforms The golden creamsicle, like your hat? <laughs> oh, God. I... I would cry if they went creamsicle. They need to go back to the cr- creamsicle and the winky pirate. <laughs> Bring back the winky pirate. He's like holding. He has a big old feather and you know the big old the knife. Oh god, I love that shit. Yeah, just bring your hat close to the camera because you got it on there. Yeah, like, look at that. Oh, look at it back. <clears throat> nope, back. There it is. Yep. He's just like ah, arg. Look at me knife. <laughs> Oh, y'all are partying, partying in the ship <laughs> up in the end zone. <laughs> Ye boys want to free some? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, they better change the uniform because that uniform, that does not scream breed. I thought so. I thought he was going to the Chargers big time. I thought, here I, it is. It's the Chargers. We'll, we'll yeah. kinda, I, I think there's a guy going to the Chargers that we'll talk about a little later. But mm-hmm. uh, in terms of Brady, uh, it's just weird because... He's such a he's such a, a an important player, and seeing him go to a place that is full of just you know outback steakhouses and you know but Publix chain restaurants, it's <laughs> such a weird cultural fit. But I love it. I love it. It's like him going to like the Texans or like the Jags. Like it's just one of those just off-brand kind of crappy. Like if he went to the Bengals, just one of those off-brand crappy um, NFL teams. That's how I see Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Tampa Bay has been, so. Uh, let's talk about the next move. Um, this is not really a trade. This, this isn't a free agency move, but it happened. Highway robbery is what one this of, is. One of the worst trades I've seen in my life. DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona. Um, for David Johnson's inflated, bloated-ass contract. Uh, can you believe this? No, Can you I, this deal? yeah, he denied. So, uh, I mean, a little bit of background, if everyone else doesn't know, the Bill O'Brien thing, where he was like, "Yeah, I don't," or he he compared him to. He's like, "This meeting is a lot like the meeting I had with Aaron Hernandez and DeAndre Hopkins." Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then also the thing where Bill O'Brien was like, "I don't like you bringing all the baby mamas around," or something, which DeAndre Hopkins said wasn't true, but I I don't see it as any other. Any other reason besides Bill O'Brien just legitimately hating DeAndre Hopkins, like, for no reason? Like, why would you get rid of him for, yeah, a running back who's basically never been healthy, and then, what, like, a fourth and fifth round? Something, like, stupid. Uh, Yeah, I feel like everything that's happened since that trade, and he had plenty of time to trade Hopkins. Everything that's happened since that trade is, like, proven how dumb it is. Yeah, like, the Diggs... Stephon Diggs, Diggs got yeah. Diggs got a way better like the the Vikings got a way better deal for Diggs who great receiver don't get me wrong not DeAndre Hopkins either no DeAndre Hopkins is like top two top three in the league yeah. without yeah. a doubt um, and then 
you could have gotten Todd Gurley just on the market. Because nobody cares about running backs. Why the fuck? Like, and not even, not even like Gurley. I mean, he's not where he was a couple years ago. But we always think of Gurley in the same kind of class as, like, you know, like an Ezekiel Elliott or something like that. David Johnson is someone who had like one good year, and then has just never been healthy. It's. I mean, I, I I think Johnson's a solid runner. Don't get me wrong. I I would put I would pick Gurley over him. Yeah. Because of that contract, okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't have traded for Gurley. I wouldn't have traded for Johnson either. No, it just, I wouldn't have given away DeAndre Hopkins. Now like, he has Will Fuller and then like David Johnson. He doesn't really have. You have like, Kenny Stills. I so, yeah, I feel Stills so okay. bad for Deshaun. Yeah, no, that that organization's a trash fire. It's going to be a trash fire. Not only as long as you have Bill O'Brien as a head coach, but as long as you have him as a fucking GM. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the thing. Here, here, I, I just, what type of mess are you running if you have Bill O'Brien? He one Bill O'Brien is enough. Having him <laughs> in multiple levels, that's putting that's on insanity. Multiple, let me put on my GM hat and my coaching hat. <laughs> Jesus, just it's. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. I w- this yeah, is a mess. I would definitely say uh, I don't know the specifics of Deshaun Watson's contract, but whenever that's looking up or whatever, I'm gonna think he's he's looking for a way out. I'm sure. I think you probably agree. Yeah, no, for sure. Duriel is a massive Texans fan, and I keep trying to get her to come on the pod and vent her frustrations. Uh, as I can tell from body language, I think she's refusing. Uh, Hold on, she's coming. Hold on. It was the dumbest trade of all time. Thank you. <laughs> and that was a Texans fan. <laughs> said said Houston Texans fans everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, she echoes she echoes the voices of many. Uh, so let's move on to another interesting quarter, uh, another interesting trade. So it seems the Mitch Trubisky era might be over. Nick Foles has been traded to Chicago. I like the deal for the Jags. I think you got to stick with the hot gun and Gardner Minshew. Um, but <laughs> he makes for me Chicago, feel like I'm just on fire and whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, here's the thing for Chicago. I think it was the right time to give up. I, I, I don't think Trubisky's the guy. Do you think going with a trade, acquiring Foles? Is that a better move than maybe wait, maybe trying to get a Bridgewater, maybe trying to get – I mean, Bridgewater obviously went off the board, but maybe trying to get a Cam Newton or a Jameis. What do you I'm think? Not, I'm not sure that I like it more. I understand. I think what I, if I had to take a guess, I think bringing Foles to Chicago maybe at least brings a little bit of a, a quarterback competition to it and maybe tries to motivate – Mitch into somewhere where he was in that uh was it the 2018 season when he was a pro bowler and Chicago was like 13 and 3 or what 12 and 4 or whatever they were um maybe just trying to spark a little bit of that competitive fire in him see if they can fix whatever's going on with him so I get it in that aspect and that's great uh but I think if they really if they really think that Trubisky is going to lose this competition then I would have tried and picked someone that was a little bit upper scale from Nick Foles because I've never been a big Nick Foles guy. I understand he has the Super Bowl and everything, but I think he's just like a world-class backup and maybe very low-level temporary starter. And bringing it back to your question, 
if we know that, then I would have definitely tried to make a move for like a Bridgewater or a Cam Newton or somebody else that you know has started. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I don't think – I think Foles is solid. He doesn't move the needle. I think they wanted to go with a steady guy. But the problem is Chicago makes so many mistakes with their quarterbacks going with steady guys. Look Mm -hmm. at Cutler. Look at – I mean, going all the way back to – Like Rex Grossman. Yeah, Rex Grossman, you know. um, I'm sure they didn't have Brock Osweiler at any point. But the Brock Osweiler type of guys, like, they they, they just always stay – it's so ingrained in their DNA that they even draft with mediocrity going with Trubisky. Everyone knew he was going to be mediocre, I, I think, at least. I know you get you can get all the intangibles in the world in terms of what makes a solid, good, you know, cut-of-the-jib quarterback, but he never had that, he never had that, you know, superstar potential. Um, and once again, they, they petered out and didn't... If Chicago wanted Teddy Bridgewater... Or Cam Newton, they would have put the money on the table and gotten. Them. I think that weird, they have a weird streak of like going even as far back as like when they won the uh, Super Bowl in the '80s. It's always like they've tried to build these really great defenses and then just hope their offense can just hold on, like just enough, like a very game manager quarterback, very mediocre offenses that are just propelled by these world class defenses. I, they have some kind of weird. Just they're just allergic to trying to get like a good quarterback that they can actually put some points on the board and win that way. Well, I never. Know. I mean, I'm just saying. Here's the most emblematic thing about the Bears: their most famous offensive play of all time was a run. It was a touchdown made by an offensive lineman with the <laughs> fridge. That if that doesn't if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about the Bears' offense historically, that's the case. Just mm-hmm. I, I I just I. It's very annoying. I think Foles will be solid in Chicago. I think he definitely needed out of uh, Jacksonville, but I don't know. I don't love the move for the Bears. Um, let's move he on to really, Go ahead. Oh, he doesn't no, really no, go solve ahead. any. He doesn't really solve any problems that are like. He, if you look, if you've looked at Foles' history, he's never really had games that like a stretch of more than three or four games where he's actually been really good. He's always been inconsistent. He hasn't been able to put a whole season together. And that's what I'm worried about with Chicago. And also, like we were just saying, it's really telling when they signed, like, Robert Quinn when they already have Khalil Mack. And so so they're just, like, trying to make their defense that much better and bringing in another sort of, like, manager, steady quarterback. It it speaks to everything we were just saying. Definitely, definitely. We've talked a lot about the Bears and about Nick Foles. Let's try to, like, rapid fire a little more as we go. All right. Um, Let's do it. No, we've all been been in quarantine. We all have a lot to say. I I don't blame us. Two-hour podcast. Let's go. Two-hour pod. Let's go. (laughs) No sports. Yeah, no sports all talk. Um, So Cleveland's moves I thought were very interesting. You got uh, Jeff Conklin. Uh, various very solid offensive linemen in a unit that desperately needed it. Austin Hooper at tight end, who I think is uh, definitely an upgrade over David Njoku. And then uh, solid backup in Kirk Cousins. Kirk, wait, um, wait, what? Yeah. No, Cleveland he re with the Vikings. I'm what? an idiot. No, no, no I, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I got... <clears throat> oh, I, mi- you, I mixed yeah. up Cousins and... Um, God, I'm blanking so bad. Case Keenum. Uh, Case Keenum, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was looking at your notes and I was like, are you stupid? Like, you just re-signed. What are you, what are you doing? Well, yes, I am stupid. Uh, it's Case Keenum. 
I apologize. You're yeah. like Vikings who are not clutch. Oh, hmm. Like you could just plug one in here. I, <laughs> who don't I just, have a big arm. <laughs> I just I just kept mixing up my generic white guy quarterback. So yeah, no Case Keenum. Uh, so what do you what do you think this does for Cleveland, if anything? I think Case Keenum at least brings sort of he's very similar in how he plays to Baker Mayfield. Like a little bit undersized, not a great arm can do some stuff but it's not he's they're not nearly as like athletic as you would think but so i think he brings a very seamless if something were to happen to baker plug him right in he's very similar austin hooper really great move he i think in 13 games last year he had almost 800 yards as like a tight end which is really good and jack conklin like you said just provides a solid uh, offensive tackle, which Cleveland desperately needed help on their offensive line. I'm curious to see. I think David Njoku is open for a trade. He was injured. However, I think he's got a good upside to him. He has been good when he's played. So look for yeah. him to kind of leave as Austin Hooper takes over. Definitely. I, I think that's definitely the right move for Njoku. Uh, hopefully he gets healthy. I always liked his upside. Uh, but shoring up the line so crucial. Baker had no time. He's still not going to have a lot of time, but it's going to be better. And I think having a reliable tight end threat, um, really, what one of the things Baker needs is someone to just kind of toss it up to. You saw that a lot. I here goes Bobby going in with his OU comparisons. But um, you know, one of his biggest uh, assets is Mark Andrews and uh, Grant Calcaterra. Kind of Grant Calcaterra at the end. That's one of the biggest pieces of that OU offense that kind of goes under, uh, you know, underappreciated. Having someone you can just kind of throw it to real quick when everything breaks down. I think Hooper is going to really be a good piece there for him. Um, uh, yeah, it's. It'll be interesting to see. It just makes their, on paper, it makes their offense that much scarier because they'll have OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. They'll have um, Nick Chubb and, uh, what's his name? Running back, other running back. Oh, yeah, 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 Kareem yeah, Hunt, yeah. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they, have they, Kareem they Hunt got Hunt back. And Nick Chubb, so they got a double there. They have double wide receivers and a tight end. Uh, I think the offensive tackle thing was a big thing they were looking to add. Uh, they it, they they definitely need to stock up on uh, some alignment in the draft. I think just that that line. If you shore up that offensive line, I think it changes that offense entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, moving on. Your point here coming <laughs> up next. I, I'm just gonna let you take the lead on this one. All right. So I'm just gonna say it. Dak is an idiot. Um, and I think you'll agree with me once we start getting into this, but he was offered $33 million per year, which is absurd considering Russell Wilson makes 35 Roethlisberger was somewhere in that 33 right? It is the – Aaron Rodgers is 32. It is, at least right now, the upper echelon of quarterback salary until Mahomes gets paid after this next year. He will get upper 30s, something crazy, right? But to think that Dak turned down 33, you know, he has no state income tax. He's got life good. He's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And just turning down that overpaying and then somehow I didn't see – do you know by chance what his uh, franchise tag would be? Uh, I'm not sure. Um... It's not as much, but it's still it's still a big amount because I think the franchise tag is the – is the average of the top five a year position or something. So he would still get paid very well. However, 
uh, I don't know how this changes the dynamic of their new deal because they still can negotiate in the summer, but just the fact that he would turn it down, like, that's insane. What do you think? Well, I mean, Dak's been playing hardball with the Cowboys since last summer even where he said he wanted, you know, the richest contract in NFL history, which is wild. I I think Dak Prescott's a very serviceable quarterback, very solid, but to, come on, man. At, at some point, just take your money. The Cowboys, the prestige that thank you that comes with it. Just got another beer. Thank you to uh, contributor uh, Dariel Kaiser. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying the prestige that comes with the Cowboys, the money you'll make on your marketing deals. You'll get so many Campbell's Chunky Soup commercials <laughs> just having a star on your helmet. Just, uh, just chill the hell out. You'll still stack a bunch of money. I, I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. The fa- uh, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. And considering for his performance. Um, yeah, he's got, like, if you look very superficially at his stats, he's got these game-winning drives and all this other stuff, but when you really look at it in context of the teams he's playing, he doesn't win very much against the really good teams, actually, and the fact that he wants close to Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers' money when he doesn't have a Super Bowl, he hasn't been able to get them over the hump, even when, like, they've had all these pieces for him, they've had, uh, two of the best young linebackers, a really good defensive end, the best offensive line, the best running back. They started to get some weapons on, you know, Amari Cooper and stuff, and he still could not get them. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. They could not get them to that point. And it, in one of the weakest conferences we've yeah. seen in a long time. Yeah, those it, teams, it, it was just them and the Eagles just punching it out until the end. It's just really bad team. I don't even know if I'd call it punching it out. It's just like they're both like tripping over their just a bunch of like a big pile of mud and they're just falling over each other and then eventually the eagles just kind of stumbled over like it, 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 there was no control at all every time you thought someone had had any sort of like hand up they'd immediately screw it up it's ridiculous but that's that's how i look at it, is the fact that when you look at russell wilson who yes he's my quarterback but he's also he's the highest paid quarterback right now and he is pulling along what probably would have been like a six-win team last year to 11-5, and five. and you're looking at Dak, who is getting pulled along by all the rest of his team, and they still finished 7-9 and nine or whatever. Like, it's pathetic. And the fact that he turned down an easy $33 million, I, I, I don't understand. I don't know if yeah. it's just like a pride thing or what, but it's, it's absurd to me. Anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I know there's a phrase, you know, numbers don't lie. They definitely can. <laughs> when you're a quarterback, when you have the weapons that uh, the Cowboys have. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of the uh, the Cowboys' weapons, they secured a pretty hefty contract with Amari Cooper. Um, is it too hefty? Yes, and here's why: wide receivers don't get paid twenty million a year. I understand. I I think they really did need to lock up Amari because I was screaming at the Seahawks to try and get him. I I like Amari a lot. And he was their number one because Michael Gallup, who they have right now, is more of a he's more of a wide receiver like two. He's not he's not going to lead the team, but he does really well. And yeah. considering they don't have that tight end this year that they're looking for, they don't have Randall Cobb anymore. So securing Amari was a big deal. However, him getting paid almost where he's in the realm of Aaron Donald and <laughs> Frank Clark and like. The only people who get paid above 20 besides quarterbacks 
are your premier pass rushers, and that's a very new phenomenon the past few years. Those pass rushers have started to get above $20 million. So I don't see it, and it's for five years. He's he's pretty young, so that's not as much of a worry. But twenty million seems absurd. I'd have to look at the other wide receiver numbers, but it's all it seems like it's above and beyond what other wide receivers are making. Agreed, and I think look, everyone loves paying wide receivers a lot of money because you see the highlights, you see what they can really do for you in terms of being a great game breaker. But they just don't touch the ball enough, like that. The, the at, as a wide receiver, yeah, you need them. You need to pay them. But I think I think the best teams really limit what they pay their receivers in that. And I, I think they probably overpaid. I know it's Jerry. I know he's trying to go all in here. You know, with, with this. He has a very core, good core group, I think. But I agree. I think they definitely overpaid on Amari. The but they did need him. They needed, they needed to keep Pardon me, they, they needed to keep him. They did need him, but the only other person who's making above 20 is Julio Jones. Are you going to say he's better than Julio Jones or close? Like, Michael Thomas makes less than him. Michael Thomas is a significantly better wide receiver than him. You have Tyreek Hill, who is just absurd. And you have OBJ, AJ Green, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins making 16 a year. All these guys are making less than him, and I would probably take a lot of these guys before him like he's really good but uh, he's not Julio Jones he's not Michael Thomas I don't know I think it yeah. was too much honestly this was probably a situation where Jerry got too many too uh, got too many Johnny Walker blues in him and he was like <laughs> yeah well, let's pay let's pay the young let's pay the young man let's Salary get cap. what's that get, get the man the money we don't need a cap we don't have a hard cap <laughs> uh, so one of the most confounding things I've seen in the NBA, moving or NBA, what am I saying? In the NFL, Todd Gurley getting uh, just straight up cut. Um, I know he had ten million uh, guaranteed, so the Rams saved saved themselves like quite a bit of money. What was your my re, my first reaction to this move was pretty pretty shocked. Um, what 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 do you think about this? Uh. I, I don't know if it was that surprising to me because they, they've they kind of used him less and less and they tried to kind of find that magic, I think, a little bit last year because it was clear during the Super Bowl year that he was getting, you know, he wasn't getting that usage for, and they didn't want to disclose what it was for. They were just like, oh, he's just, you know, it's just not using him. We're going to use the other guy, Malcolm Brown. But there was clearly something wrong. I don't know if there's still an issue with him. And the problem is they had already got locked into this uh this contract that goes against everything analytics says about running backs nowadays, like paying him that much money. And I believe they're still on the hook for 7 million of the 10 million. So they're still not great. Um, but I will say, uh, besides the Rams, this kind of brings some kind of opportunity for, I don't want the Seahawks to pick them up, but I saw a bunch of people were like, well, it's only 3 million. And we had four running backs or whatever injured last year. So, you know, it could work. I, for $3 million, I would consider him. So, bad on the Rams' part, but I think there might be opportunity for other teams. I'll, I'll say this. I think everything went downhill when he started try to, trying to play God with the point spread and our fantasy points. <laughs> I, as a Todd Gurley owner from a couple years ago... Um, governor. Go, governor, sorry. As a, as a, as a, as a Todd... Todd Gurley, uh, fantasy I governor. I what happens in Oklahoma. We don't own people here, Bobby. <laughs> as a, He's dual threat. 
Sorry. As, a, ahead, as sorry. a fantasy governor, I was very disappointed with his lack of getting into the end zone. Uh, seriously, though, um, I'm telling you, he tried to play God with the point spread, tried to play God with the fantasy points, and immediately things went off the uh, off the rails. I'm just saying. Hmm. That's my well, theory. That's what. That's why you don't you don't test the gambling gods. They will shut you down. We we both obviously know there's no way to prove that. Um, I will. I'm not sure what his like arthritis. I don't know the status of that. So, um, I think he might at least be worth it just to pick up for another team because of it'll be so discounted. Um, I don't. I honestly have no idea how he'll be next year for whatever team he'll be on. I think he'll get picked up though. I'll say that. Just because of the nature of the position, you know, running backs are so fickle. It's so hard. So mm-hmm. I, 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 w- that'll be interesting. I'm interested to see where he ends up. Um, let's move on. So a couple quarterbacks still kind of either out there or rumored or whatnot. So Philip Rivers seems to be going to Indianapolis. What do you think of that deal? It seems like a good fit. Um, I think it was, what was it, 20 million or third? It was it wasn't super expensive, so I would say Indianapolis was one of those teams where you don't you have no idea if Jacoby Brissett is the guy or not. So it was only a one year deal. I like this. Philip Rivers definitely seems like he would thrive in Indianapolis. He seems like that kind of guy. What do you think? He definitely seems like a uh, indie type of guy. You know, got good steakhouse apparently, from what I heard. Um, <laughs> good place to raise your forty kids. So I don't know. Uh, next up, Teddy Bridgewater, I believe. Is Panthers. To... Panthers, yeah. Um, Three years, $63 million. I love it. Do you, th- do you think he's a guy? Do you think he can really step up and kind I think of be? So. He has I mean, a, we saw um, it in Minnesota, even. He's got a very limited like data set, but, I mean, he went 5-0 and with the Saints last year, and he was really good when he played. Uh, I do think he's a starter caliber quarterback. I think just that injury that happened – when a few years ago, it just took some time to get over that and get back into it. But I don't think it was anything long term. And I especially like the price twenty one a year is that's nothing right now for quarterbacks. So they get a, a shot for three years, and he's still young enough. If they want to extend him after that, if he is the guy, they can do that. And I think Carolina has some stuff. You know, they have a good defense. They have some stuff around him. Um, they'll probably. And they have Christian McCaffrey, obviously, so I think just yeah. adding maybe a few uh, wide receiver pieces or whatnot and just filling a few pieces here and there, they might be uh, kind of a dark horse team, I think. I mean, we, we've seen what the Panthers could do with whack-ass Christian McCaffrey, so... Or, mm-hmm. sorry, whack-ass <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Allen. No, yeah. No, no, sorry. Whack-ass Cat- Kyle, Kyle Allen. Okay. Cat- Kyle Allen. Uh, McCaffrey made that machine run. Kyle Allen yeah. just needed... Kyle Allen just needed to kind of put the ball into play for everyone else. Um, so adding a tr- a player who can really, really make a game, and really, you know, a, a true quarterback, I think that's going to be a difference maker for the Panthers. I love the deal. Um, last up, so no Brady in New England. First time since uh, the Bledsoe era. Who's I'll up? You, I'll let you start with this one. I they there was a picture with Jared Stidham in the gold throne with it, and I was just like. What it was like up next, and I'm like, dude, you haven't even like played a game yet. Come on, but yeah, I, no, I, I just think 
yeah, do you think they're going to draft, try and make some moves upward, or do you think they're going to try to pick one of the few people that are out there? What do you think? Man, I have seen so many years of Jared Stidham as, like, the next guy. I, I remember when he was supposed to beat OU's ass by 40 in 2015. That didn't happen. I remember when he was supposed to win the Heisman at Auburn. Also didn't happen. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be the heir apparent to Brady. Just get over it. Look, I, I think what the Patriots are going to do, they don't need to make a move. They don't need to trade for anything. Just take a knee, have a terrible year, and bring in like Trevor Lawrence or something. Oh, oh no! And then like six more rings in New England. Oh, I don't want that to happen. But if no. I'm the Patriots, if, I, if I'm the Patriots, I try to get Trevor Lawrence. So you're predicting there won't be a Tampa Bay New England Super Bowl next year? <laughs> I, uh, hey man, I, I will say this: if Tampa makes the Super Bowl, I, be, uh, I believe they'll be the first team to play yeah. in their own stadium because it's, uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's another. Uh, or this is a Tampa Super Bowl, which is pretty great shit. I gotta say, it's kind of weird because it's not like a great stadium. I don't know why. Like they just love having it. I guess warm weather probably is the big factor. Warm weather, it's a, it's a solid town, you know, a lot of hotels between them, uh, between Tampa, you know, proper and St. Petersburg, um, a lot of old people, you know, <laughs> so. I, what I can't see is I've heard a lot of the rumors about New England and about Andy Dalton going there, and I, I don't see that either. I, he doesn't seem like the type of person that Bill Belichick would have, like, the time or patience for his nonsense and just playing not nonsense like personally but just playing really poorly are you out here really slandering a uh, fellow horn frog he's had some good moments in the nfl (laughs) he certainly had a great college career props to him he he's forever in tcu lore however from a strictly nfl perspective as it stands in 2020 he's not it Okay. So no, I, I I agree. Right now, definitely not it. But I, I would I would say by most quarterback standards, pretty good pretty good career. But I agree that's not the guy you want to you want to lead on. No. So I I, I only see um, it. Well, it seems like they would have to be in a position to move up and draft someone because do you really think they're going to get like a Cam Newton or Jameis or like I don't see New England. I don't see Bill putting up with them either. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I agree with both Jameis and Cam, although we, we have not seen Jameis Winston with uh, LASIK surgery. Uh, that's a that's a big game changer, as we mentioned. Uh, Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, Cam Newton sending a text to Bill Belichick with his, like, hieroglyphics. Bill just looks at his, like, flip phone, he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, Cam, Cam, get down to practice, please. Get to practice. Cam is like... Much love, like blah blah blah. Love you, Bill. Like in the hieroglyphics, <laughs> he just, he's just Bill like would okay. Look at it and like throw his phone against the wall. <laughs> he's just like, all right, we're playing Edelman at QB one. Screw this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, New England's gonna be interesting to see for sure. But uh, in general, let's kind of pivot to predictions. Who we have left? So Cam Newton, what spot do you see for uh, the cryptic one? Well, I had I had heard some Chicago rumors. Obviously, that doesn't seem like the case now. Um, maybe he goes to L.A. I could see maybe like a Chargers and like the Chargers draft somebody because they have that high draft pick and they they the person just gets to sit for a year or something. Um, maybe like a chart like 
you know, bring in Cam and then have Mariota come, or not Mariota, I'm an idiot, uh, have Justin Herbert got the ducks yeah, on my brain. Something like that. Um, or some weird, like, oh, you know what would be, sorry, to move on to the next one, but come back, we'll come back to Cam. This just popped into my head. Could you imagine if the Patriots were in, like, a blockbuster trade where, like, I've heard that Bel- Belichick likes Derek Carr. Could you imagine Derek Carr going to the Patriots and then someone like Jameis in that black and gray, that silver and or that silver and black with the with the Raider? Oh God, that would be insane. Two Vegas, pirate figures. <laughs> Vegas Jameis, Vegas oh. Jameis would be. That's that's something. That I could picture him in that uniform. <laughs> Another piratey kind of figure. I could see it. Oh God. It's horrible, and I shouldn't say it. The first thing that pops into mind of Jameis Winston. <laughs> oh my god! I, I think I know what kind of where you're going. I can't, continue, continue. No, it's okay. Go it ahead. makes me think of Jamarcus Russell. Oh, not where I thought you were going, but no, yeah. it makes me think of Jamarcus Russell. I, I, I don't know. I just, I just see. Okay, I haven't. I, I'm just saying. Yet. No, I know, but I know, I know what you're thinking. I'm just saying. It just seems like a disaster. I, I don't know. I, I don't think Jameis has a very good. He's gonna have to very be high in motor. the right spot where uh, we don't know what the LASIK. We don't know the whole story behind that, but he does. He does like he led the league in passing last year. Something is there. He just makes the worst decisions too. And if somebody can just like beat the bad decisions out of him, I don't know. Maybe just even half the interceptions. Yeah, thirty and fifteen. If that was his year last year with over five thousand yards, oh yeah, good. pretty good yeah. season right there. Exactly, it, it changes everything for the Bucks. It changes everything for him as a as a prospect going in right now. So uh, again, that would uh, you you just have to play more disciplined. Maybe Gruden Gruden uh, can talk to him. You never know. But um, in terms of Cam, I, I really think it's probably L.A. Um, Jameson, one of our really good, uh, you know, friend of the pod, you know, uh, the the OG co-host of the uh, Schooner Pod, um, is a big Chargers fan and believes really? that they're going <laughs> with a yeah no the poor guy's been supporting the Chargers since the Drew Brees era. I <laughs> I don't even remember why we're I've known him as a Chargers fan since elementary school, um, but the guy guy kind of snuffed out the Brady thing because he's like everyone says we're going to go dual threat I don't know why we'd go with Tom Brady then um so to be fair if I was I was thinking as a a GM and I was thinking I personally would not want Tom Brady because I you know we're just not in the business of 42 year old quarterback that can't run or do anything and is not in his prime right that's we're not in the business of that you can't look at nostalgia and what has been you have to base it off of like what is he going to do right now or in these two years. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, did you like God. that one? You like yeah. that? No, no, I didn't. I did not like that. I did not <laughs> like that, Kirk Cousins. Um. So, <laughs> anyways, good kind of good news. All in the NFL. Uh, CBA got ratified. So. What do you think about it? I, I know your perspective. You, you're big into uh, sports business, so in, in I, I'm not real in terms of football. I'm not big into the you know ins and outs. Who do you think won the CBA? 
if there is uh, a winner. Well, what I've heard is like on the surface, everyone thought the players were getting ripped off. However, um, from what I heard, I heard it really does help the uh, your sort of not practice squad, but you're very outside looking in guys. Like the guys that comprise most of the roster outside of the superstars, the guys that are really fighting for their job all the time. It really it helps them. I think uh, it expands benefits that happen after football. Uh, they don't suspend for weed te- like drug tests and whatnot. Um, so I think that probably helps people because the only people who are really outspoken were these big superstars because I don't think it really did much for them. Besides making them like, I'm really excited for the 17th game, even though I just thought it was weird having an odd number. But having one extra game and having that expanded playoff is kind of it's really interesting. And I we're gonna see a huge battle for like, not you don't get two buys anymore. There's only one team that gets a buy per conference. That's gonna be so everyone's gonna be fighting to get that those playoff spots. Actually get them high seated, not just get the first or second buy and then chill out, right? They're actually going to really actively push for that. Um, I, I agree. I, I, I think as a fan, we definitely win because we get more football and we get better football mm-hmm. is what that comes down to because you don't see people sandbagging it, you know, the last two, three weeks of the season. That, that's always been a thing with college football that I, I think a lot of people appreciate is that every game matters. So making more games matter in the NFL uh, product, I think, is going to very much help. The only thing I think was a swing and a miss, and it sucks because they're not going to renegotiate it until 2030. If I was talking from a player's perspective, and I mean from a fan's perspective too, I would have thought we're adding a game here, and one of the buy teams is going to have to play another game. Why are we not cutting the preseason? I I don't understand why it's not as big of an issue because, um, the best way to think about it is. So when it was 16-game season, right, and you have four preseason games, that's a quarter of the season length in preseason, right? Yeah. Four out of 16, or four of 16. Just think if that was in any other sport. Imagine having roughly 20 games of preseason basketball or anything like that. I don't know how much basketball plays like a little bit of preseason, right? But it's nothing near 20 games, right? No, they, they play like four games. Exactly. So having like that much extra strain for not much for a few guys kind of figuring out where they're going to go. But in all, um, you know, in in most cases it's these guys already know where everyone's going to be based off camps and everything like that. I think they should have made a push for two preseason. I think that's a much more reasonable number. That's just my thought. Yeah. And I, I think you need to change the culture around preseason. I I know it's already pretty lax, but it, it, it should just be a gentle scrimmage. They don't even need to be playing the full like time. If you ask me, I think almost like what you see in a spring game, like a college spring game kind of thing. Exactly. Super light. You know, it, it it shouldn't be on the field, like hanging out. Yeah. Why not? Like screw it. Put a keg on the sidelines. Let's get real (laughs) weird with it. Bud light seltzers everywhere. (laughs) I want to see Andy Reid in the fourth quarter, just hammered off Bud light seltzer, just calling weird stuff. I want, I want, let's get weird with this. In fact, I'll go a, a step further. All preseason games need to be played outside of the home stadium. Hmm. Like just, a neutral site? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say neutral, but just like play them at the local college, you know? Like cow- the Cowboys should go down to like uh, Amon G. Carter or something. 
Cowboys at the Carter would be fun. Wow, I'm just saying, I'd be like, there. I would be there. It immediately makes things more interesting. People will pay for a lesser product if it means, like, I don't know, if 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 there was a preseason game in, at Owen Field, which uh, we've actually hosted before, uh, in the 1998, uh, there was a Chiefs-Bucks uh, game. It was probably terrible and rainy, but what I'm saying is I, I, I think no, it would bring sorry, out the... We don't, we don't play preseason games in hell. <laughs> oh, well, that's just rude. <laughs> no, here's one for you. This would actually be much more like a better size. Cowboys in DKR because because AT&T is already like 90-something thousand people. Cowboys, put, Texans. Cowboys, Texans in DKR. You could get 100,000 people for that, I'm sure. I don't and know often, that. And often get to see pro football. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I, I like that idea. Um lessening it to two games, doing something fun with it. I mean, the teams that are really at the forefront of actually being competitive in the NFL and doing stuff, right, are not the teams that play anybody important in the preseason. They will always just rest the starters through the four games. And then, I mean, the teams that, like, for example, just personal, uh, the Seahawks, like, Russell Wilson might start, like, one drive in the first game and then maybe a quarter in the second game, and then maybe a half or maybe like a quarter and a half the third game, maybe like a half to like most of the game in that final game. But the teams that are at the forefront of analytics and like keeping player injuries low, they don't play anyone anyways. So what are we doing? I agreed. Um, And that's why just emphasizing the gimmicks and the hometowns and all that would be way more fun. Like imagine if – and you could get even weirder with it. Like, imagine if, like, let's say the Bengals draft Joe Burrow. First preseason game. Bengals. Bengals, Saints, Baton Rouge. <laughs> you can't tell me that place wouldn't be pretty full. That'd be cool. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of Saints. There'd be a lot of, like, Burrow, LSU, and Saints people just in Death Valley at the same time. Yeah, but everyone would just be having a good time. I'm telling you, yeah. it's a good idea. It's a good idea. But... Uh, in general, um, I think that's pretty much it for the pod. Anything you want to say before we uh, head on out into the darkness of no more sports oh, news for a while? So sad. Yesterday was so much fun. It made it made living a little easier. <laughs> the NFL has been the li- we mentioned it earlier. The literal only light of sports we've had, and it's yeah. just been. It's brutal. It's going to continue to be brutal. Um, yeah, there was nothing like having a reprieve. Um, was that yesterday or the day before when I was doing yard work and I just kept getting alerts on my phone? You know, that was so much fun. That made it just so a little bit better. And I'm really hoping we just we get through this. Everyone takes care of business, like not being stupid. Uh, I'm adding Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, right now, but not yeah, doing you anything. <laughs> Not doing anything dumb, and uh, everyone's working through this thing, and I'm hoping maybe we get some NBA playoffs in June. I really feel sad. I mean, also, this is a top. This is sports-related. We need to – everyone needs to push for those athletes, those collegiate athletes, to get a year back eligibility, those spring kids, because they did not ask for any of this, and to just go out with none of – like, nothing enjoying their last season, right – like that's ridiculous. Uh, uh, baseball, softball, gym, you know, like who had the majority of their season for sure. Uh, I can, 
I personally would push for the, you know, uh, winter athletes who didn't get their championships, but, you know, I, I at least could understand where Summer you, you would Madden. get off not doing that. I, I'm saying, run it. Why not? If everything's good, get the boys together, run it. It can be unofficial. I don't care. I just mm-hmm. want to see March Madness. I'm really um, hoping. I think we'll see maybe NBA, uh, NHLs around the same time frame. Hopefully we get to see some Stanley. And there's nothing like playoff hockey. So if we get to see that, I'm hope. I'm praying. Please, please, please. Well, please there, I mean, I mean, think about it. There's a potential we might just get like the Masters, playoff hockey, uh, Kentucky Derby, start of college football season, start oh. of NBA, NBA finals, all in like one month. Like, once everything goes back to normal. I mean, so, I at the that. end of the tunnel, we have sports nirvana. So, <laughs> we're waiting out through sports hell right now for the fall when it's all just going to be great again. Just a big old and, sports gasm. Yeah, I saw that. They were like, can you imagine just you have the big TV with the Masters with a fall landscape in Georgia on, and then you got all your college games on around it? I, I mean, yes. I mean,. Personally, for me, the Masters is a really good like drop in an oasis of kind of mediocrity because there's before nothing... the playoffs all pick up. Yeah, yeah. So, I think the Masters for me would get drowned out in college football and all the greatness you, and all that. <laughs> you just want to get all snuggy on the couch and like fall asleep to Jim Nance's voice. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> oh God, Jim Nance. There's an, oh man, I want playoff hockey. I mean, the Ducks suck again this year, so they won't be in it. But I will. I don't know if you've ever seen Stein animated like a playoff hockey game when it's like my team like in overtime or third period and needs a goal or has to hold off a team. We've from, like, never talked man. hockey. We've like never talked hockey. Oh, I love hockey. I'm not. I know you're a hockey guy. I'm not a big hockey guy. We just haven't talked about it. No, but I. You know, Bobby, you might not be a hockey guy, but also like. There are some of the most fun live games you can go to. I think hockey games in person are so fun. No, for sure. And I, I love and I it's not that I love hockey. I, I would enjoy, I know that if I went to a live game I'd enjoy the hell out Have of it. Have you never been to a live game? I've only been to the Oklahoma City Blazers. Oh. They were a continental league team in the early two thousands. Uh, so no, I haven't been to like an NHL game. I need to get down to the AAC. Um, unfortunately, I mean, such that a nice ain't place. Ha- yeah, <laughs> great, great arena. I love the place. Been there a billion times. It feels like. Um, I definitely once hockey comes back, I'm definitely gonna try to go to a game. Oh, so. when I was down there for the career fair, I got to go to that Stars game. That was so much fun. Just buying overpriced food and just screaming at this usher who was being ridiculous. This aisle usher who was like. You step over a seat, you're out of here. Like, can't step over seats that were like, oh, like mall cop. <laughs> that, Everyone in our aisle was just that's the most ridiculous guy. thing to get upset about. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's Come like, you on. step over a seat, you'll never be invited back. <laughs> Do you have no respect for this leather, this pleather, this pleather seat? What are you doing? Oh, but Bobby, goal horns and stuff. Oh, you can't beat that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, well. I think it's time I'll to send sign you a link. Off. I know it's time to sign off, but I will send you a link. I just sometimes on YouTube I just watch compilations of the best playoff hockey goals. That'll get you ramped up. It it sounds like my type of thing, for sure. All right, Chris. Well, it's been fun. Uh, we definitely squeezed the lemon for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, last time we said we'd be back next week. 
uh, and then hell broke loose. So, hell, who knows where we'll be next week, but... Uh, you brightened my week, Bobby. You brightened my day, too. Oh, thank you, Stein. You, you, you brightened my week, too, man. You brightened my week, too. So, hopefully we'll be on next week to talk some sort of inkling of sports or normalcy or whatever the hell, but... Um, yeah, literally the worst time to try to build a sports podcast is when sports mm. dies. So uh, we'll just take subscribe it day by day. Subscribe to Raising day. Hell. Subscribe, subscribe to the, to the fledgling uh, sports league that didn't make it half a year because of pandemic. I'll say this. It didn't end because it sucked. It ended nope. because the world ended. Nope, they and all got that, paid. See them next year. Yeah, They all got paid. We're on for 2021. As most people thought that wouldn't happen, so good radio right there. I just flipped everyone off. Uh, anyways, for me and Stein, this has been Rival Talk. Thank you so much for listening. We'll uh, we'll see you eventually. So maybe <laughs> we'll see you sometime. Sometime. We all we all miss sports. And we miss you. So until later. Bye. Horns down.